turn podcast i'm your host isaiah jackson jr blood and guts was last well technically i'm recording it now after like literally right after it happened but to you guys it's this morning or whenever you're listening to this i just got done watching blood and guts i have to review it do i have to no but i'm gonna do it anyway but first i gotta tell you what makes me sick orange cassidy Went up against Ethan Page. That was the very first match going into Blood and Guts. But the best friends was out there. Trent Beretta was in this tie-dye outfit. He was just with Rapungi Vice. This man was just fighting alongside FTR. Now y'all got him in all this colorful bull jive. Like, y'all did my man's dirty. Y'all literally used him for Forbidden Door to have one little feud, you can have your little fun, and then it's back to playing dress up with Orange Cassidy. The playing second fiddle to Orange Cassidy. Makes me sick. It don't make me sick, because Trent Beretta was really good. He was, he really showed out in that, in the road to Forbidden Door. And now, we're just, he's just gonna be another YouTuber. Sad to say. Orange Cassidy went up against Ethan Page. Orange Cassidy, he impresses me a lot. I mean, who am I? But I just really, I really like Orange Cassidy inside the ring. I, he does a lot of bull, he does a lot of bull jive. I'm, I'm using bull jive, that's the word of the day. He does a lot of moves that just don't make any, with the hands in the pockets. Ethan Page has him in like a, it's like a razor's edge type of move. And Orange Cassidy still trying to put his hands in his pockets, fighting his way through. Like, come on now, just fight. Why can't you just fight? And I want him to change his finisher. Orange Cassidy, for the win, obviously. He hit him with the orange with the orange punch, Superman punch, whatever he wants to call it, his version of a Superman punch. But I just orange punch, I guess we'll call it that. But yeah, he hit him with he hit the page with two for the win, and then he hit him with a body slam, which is when you watch the match. I guess that that was the only you know thing that made sense a part in this whole storyline, and I'll get to a little bit of that later, but. He went up to he went up to Ethan Page and he kept trying to body slam him the whole match. Orange Cassidy's a good like 170. Ethan Page is 220. And he couldn't body slam him the whole match. It was kind of like an Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan type of situation. Kept trying, kept trying, just can't do it. So he hit him with two Superman punches and then he hits him with a body slam for the win. It's cool that that story made sense of it all, but the the beginning with Dan Lambert telling the refs. Oh, well, they don't have their manager's license. The best friends don't. So they need to get up out of here. And the ref is like, oh, well, yeah, you guys are ejected. You guys don't have your manager's license. What? How come the the heels can literally say whatever they want and they get whatever they want? Becky Lynch, I want a title shot. Okay, sure. It's your fifth time, but okay, I guess that's what you want. Like, just don't make any sense. Heels get whatever they want. That's why everybody wants to be a heel. 
Nobody wants to be a baby face anymore Because you just got to sit there Shoot man I never get what I want Now I'm finna get my ass beaten Lose my title And everybody gonna think I'm ass Hangman Page But Christian Cage came <laughs> Christian Cage Came out And he said I'm sorry You know I'm sorry Jungle Boy Because I talked about your deceased father So he said I'm sorry that your entire family Isn't dead and then he said, oh, I'm sorry. Besides, you know, <laughs> Jungle Boy's mother. <laughs> but Christian Cage, just, he, has a, he was a heat magnet. Drew a whole lot of heat. And he was like, the only thing that's good about Detroit is that it's close to Canada. And, you know, me being from Indiana and being so close to Michigan, you know, you know, you know how you saying? He ain't lying, but, you know. <laughs> so we, then we go... Back to Christian Cage, he's talking about he may have requested a match, but he was in street clothes. So he says, I requested a match, but it wasn't for me. And then Luchasaurus came out. Luchasaurus came out. He had new music. He was dressing all black. He had a new entrance and he didn't roar or do anything. He didn't do anything out the ordinary. So he had a, a little squash match. Didn't really make any sense. He's still born, you know, to me personally. He in the tag team division, he's pretty awesome. Like is really entertaining. By himself, you know, I'm not gonna say I could do without it, but it just doesn't excite me. You had Max Caster and the Gun Club. They were taking on Dan Housen and the tag team of his choosing. So Dan Housen came out and he was like, you know, uh, I guess I picked two people that can wrestle. That could kind of wrestle, I guess. And then FTR's music hit. FTR obviously went crazy. I mean, they're IWGP, Ring of Honor, and AAA Tag Team Champions. Like, they're, they're the greatest of all time. Not of all time, I'm exaggerating. But they're the greatest. You know, as soon as you say the greatest, it has to just flip. It just slips out of all time. It just has to happen. But they're obviously the greatest right now. Nobody's touching them. I can't wait for them to go up against the Young Bucks. If the Young Bucks win, AEW can literally, I will, I will refuse to review that'll be the last episode of AEW I'll review. Unless you know, unless unless, unless y'all want to show some support and like hit that like, hit that like button and subscribe to the Heel Turn Podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And then I'll probably do it. Then I'll probably do it. But FTR and Danhausen obviously won. Danhausen, it was a really weird finish. Just because Danhausen had to curse somebody. And then Dan Housen was going to hit the go to sleep. But Billy, Billy Gunn, obviously the father, he distracted the officials. And Bowens, Anthony Bowens ran in. He's all, he, at first he was in the wheelchair in the beginning. He's been in the wheelchair for months. And then he slid into the ring. Nothing's wrong with him. What the hell? And so Dan Housen avoided, avoided uh, getting hit with a crutch. It hit Austin Gunn. Dan Housen just covered him for the win. So not a bad match. But I, I could do without the Dan Housen stuff. He can. He, he has wrestling ability. Like, you know, he, he can wrestle way better than what I could do. But I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I'm sorry. Jay Cargo went up against Leela Gray. Don't know who Leela Gray is, but, you know, that's fine. Jay Cargo beat Leela Gray. That's fine. And Stokely tried to say something. And then Jay just grabbed the mic out of his hand. And she was like, I'm tired of everybody in the back bitching and moaning. And she said, she told Hathaway to give her some real competition and threw the microphone at uh, Stokely. 
And Stokely just, oh, okay, like, you know, this is this is what I this is what I this is what I uh, signed up for. This is this is exactly what I why I told WWE no, so I can get disrespected by Jade Cargill right here. He didn't say that, but that's that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking for him because I was kind of hurt. But he called Athena lazy. He called Chris Statlander, Chris Statlander lazy. And then Athena and Chris Statlander ran out. They were beating up Jade Cargill for a minute. And then Layla Gray saved Jade Cargill after getting her ass beat by Jade. So it was just, it was stupid. This whole thing was sloppy. Jade Cargill just needs something to do, but this isn't it. She could just fight Athena in a more, you know, a more, more, a better storyline with more common sense. Just put it like that. Because this whole thing was just sloppy and it felt rushed and unorganized. So that's just me. Then we head right into blood and guts. You had the Blackpool Combat Club. You know, it was John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Willer Yuta, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz taking on the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society. For those that don't know who those are, that's Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, Matt Minard, and Angelo Parker. Obviously with Ty Conti. So this was obviously a great blood and guts match if you like that kind of stuff. I'm particularly, I could be honest, I'm not a fan. Everything they did was cool. But as soon as you get to the thumbtacks and the glass and you get you got forks and fire extinguishers and tables and like I'm I'm cool with 50% of that stuff. Like, you know, give me 50% of that stuff. I'm not cool with 100% of that happening in a, in a matter of 15 to 20 minutes. That's just me personally. But all in all, I thought it was pretty cool. One problem I one problem I noticed, and it was it was I, it was highly noticeable and it was weird because John Moxley was hitting, I think, I think it was Matt Minard. He was like stabbing him with a with a kendo stick. And then they fell on the ground. But the camera cuts to where you see John Moxley, he's giving Matt Minner color, color, as in like he's blading him. He's doing the blade job for him. And the camera's literally catching John Moxley cut this man's forehead so he could bleed on TV. I hope I'm not the only one that noticed that. Because as soon as John Moxley, like, you know, moved, removed his hands away from Matt Minner's face, Matt Minner flipped over and he's all bleeding all over the place. Like, it's just, yeah, that was, that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. But that other than that, it was it, it it was a good it was a good match. And I'm struggling to say that because of just everything. And like five people. I know Willa Yuta. Willa Yuta and Daniel Garcia. They had them thumbtacks planted on their back. And the only reason why I didn't like this match is because you didn't get to see everybody. The focus was always on Chris Jericho, Claudio, John Moxley. And whoever was getting their ass beat by John Moxley. Like, you know, it's just it just didn't make any sense to me. Eddie Kingston had us his little moments, but Santana and Ortiz was barely shown. Obviously, they had their moments to shine, but when it came down to it, especially in the finish, they were nowhere to be seen. Because at, at the very end, Cesaro was at the top and he's with Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is taking down Chris Jericho. Him and Chris Jericho are going at it. And then at the very end, Eddie Kingston uh, put Chris Jericho in the stretch plum and, and then Claudio put the sharpshooter on Minard, but Minard tapped out first. And so that gave the Blackpool Combat Club's team the win, obviously. And then Eddie Kingston is just kind of looking shitty because he's just like, what is, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. 
Like, you know, I thought I was trying to make Chris Jericho tap out. What are you doing? Like, you know, like, bro, you, you already made Chris Jericho tap before. You could, you could always beat him up. It is what it is. I, I just, I just, I'm praying this is the end. I'm hoping this is the end of this feud because I am sick and tired of watching these guys fight. I hope, I hope y'all are too, because Jesus Christ. But that was Blood and Guts. And it, this is a quick review because that's what it was, a quick show. That Blood and Guts match was a good hour long, close to 50 minutes. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. There will be the Forbidden Door review. It will be attached to this Blood and Guts review. So be on the... I dropped my phone. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for listening. Me and Devin will be back tomorrow. So stick around. We'll be live on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.